bless God today. Let's go to the word. We're getting ready to pray, but Romans chapter 7, verses 14 through 25. Romans chapter 7, verses 14 through 25. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Thank God for my musicians today. Uh, bless God for being, having been a musician and still a musician. Uh, certainly, I understand. They're learning songs and trying to keep it in their mind and keep it in their head. And I just thank God for their ability. Amen. Romans chapter 7, verses 14 through 25. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. Bless your name today. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for this, your word. Lord, we step aside and let you have the floor, Lord. Speak to us in a mighty way today. I thank you right now, and I proclaim that it's already done deliverance right now in the name of Jesus even before the word comes I bless your name for it right now that you have chosen these today Lord oh for this deliverance for this word today I bless your name for it right now for a right now word in Jesus name an applicable word for such a time as this in Jesus name we pray let everyone say amen Romans chapter 7 verses 14 to 25 it says this, it says, for we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold under sin. For that which I do, I allow not. For what I would, that do I not. But what I hate, that do I. Then I do that which I would not. I consent unto the law that it, that it is good. Now then, it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh. Make sure you get that. That is in my flesh dwelleth no good thing. For to will is present with me, but how do I perform that which is good I find not? For the good that I would I do not, but evil which I would not, that I do. Now, if I do that, I would not. It is no more I that do it. Sin that dwelleth in me. I find then a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man. But I see another law in my members. Warring against the law of my mind, bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. The wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? I thank God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Then with the mind, I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. 25 says, I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Simple topic today that's applicable to us all. The struggle within. Struggle within. May be seated if you can. Can I get an amen if you have a struggle within? <laughs> Believe I'm in the right place. Every Christian has experienced and do experience a real struggle one time or another living in this Christian life. You know what kind of life you should live. Certainly we know that. And we want to live and do right. How many of y'all want to live and you want to do right? I believe that's all of us in here. I do believe that. But sometimes we find ourselves in the same struggles with the same sin, battling those things all too often. Many times it can be discouraging when you're trying to do right and you feel like you 
you've been tripped up again. And many respond to the struggle in different ways. Sometimes you see someone that they get so tired of the struggle, they just quit. They give up. And, and many times, even now, we see that more often. People just quit, and they just give up, and they just throw in the towel. That's a big problem. But look at your neighbor and tell them right now, this is no time to quit. Because when we even read, and if we had time to even go to Matthew 24, it would tell us that Jesus began to answer something for the disciples when they asked him. They said, when will we know what will be the signs that the end is coming? And he began to list the things that would happen. And I have you to know the majority, if not all of those things, have already happened. And he said, when this gospel is preached in all of the world, then shall the end come. And I have, have you to know today that I truly believe that it is all around the world today. The Internet has made that possible. Even your mobile phone has made that possible. I can, I can take my phone right now and send a message to Germany, send a message to Africa, send a message to Korea. Right now, send a message to Russia on my phone. So now is no time to quit. And then others in the struggle, we see them walking around with the, a defeated look all over their face. Sometimes you can see somebody walk in the church mad, struggle on their face. They walk in the church not realizing that it is an honor to be able to worship. It's a privilege to be able to worship. Oh, my God, it's a blessing to be able to come in. Oh, my. Anybody know that right now, that it is a blessing to be in here right now? Just by the fact that you're in here right now lets us know that there's hope. My God, my God, lets us know that we're not subdued, amen, and we're not tied down and forbidden to worship. I thank God that we're free to worship right now. My God, my God. You see some come in with defeat, anger, and frustration on their face, and some of them, they look at you with that look on their face that I, I, I'm here, but really, if I had my way, I didn't know there was a heaven or a hell. Oh, come on, let's be real about the struggle. We have to move to a place where that we don't just come because there's a hell, that we come because he's God. And without him, I can do nothing. That I just come to give him worship because he's worthy of the praise. Even right now, somebody sitting in their seat right now, you're struggling to even pay attention. You're struggling to even let, let me get into this because there's so many distractors. There's a war going on. Oh, come on, somebody. Let's be real about it. Amen. Woo. There's a war going on. And Romans chapter 7 grips us. It just grips us when we read it because we see ourselves. We begin to read about Paul and how Paul said he struggled. And when we read it, some in, in your heart and in your mind, somebody might say it, out, not say it out loud, but they say, and show you right. Somebody said, amen, I know what he's talking about. Somebody said, I understand, amen, that struggle, amen, I had it this morning. Can I get some, some, some pure, amen, honest amens in the house right now? Woo! If I can just get somebody to be real. I just need five people to be real right now. Amen. Just say, and struggle. Thank you, Lord Jesus. What you got to understand, this is coming from a mature Christian. This is not coming from a rookie, a novice. Amen, somebody. Amen. It's not coming from an immature or carnal Christian. This is coming from a mature man of God. Said, I struggle. Struggled on the inside. Somebody said something to me and I wanted to go off. Oh, come on, somebody. I struggled on the inside. And see, when we look at the background, we see here that Paul is sharing his own experience with his struggle. 
Some begin debate, to debate this because they begin to say, well, was that after or before he got saved? Wait a minute, which is it? They begin to debate because, wait a minute, they said, wait a minute, where's the, where's the power of the Holy Spirit there? Wait a minute, what's going on? But Paul clears it up when he began to put it in the present. He said, ah, sometimes I want to do the right thing. There's a struggle on the inside. Brought it into the present. Let the folks that struggle and just give God a hand praise. If you ever have a struggle, just give God a hand praise right now. Because this is for you. Amen, somebody. But one thing that I'm, I'm glad about because he talks about the struggle. But I love that this is not the whole story. <laughs> this is not the whole story. And I just, see, see, there's somebody, Elder Fraser, that want to lay down right there. Somebody heard that, and they say, yeah, that, you, you, you know, that, 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 you know, that, come on, please, my conscience right now. I just want to lay down right quick, and right now, and quit, and be, and feel good about it. <laughs> Amen, somebody. And so, we see the struggle is on. But understand this. But we see that chapter 7, Deacon Martin it's ways between chapter 6 and chapter 8. It's ways between <laughs> two chapters. Can, can I move on with it real quick? Because it's ways between two chapters that lay the groundwork for the Christian's triumph over sin in this life. Oh my God. But now Paul is presenting a unified front here with these three chapters, a, unif a unified viewpoint of Romans chapter 6, chapter 7, and chapter 8. But the thing about it is, we need all three chapters to be a, a well-rounded Christian. Oh, oh, can I talk to you today? Amen. And so we see here that God, I believe God put these verses here together like this to bless us because he put them in the Bible because it reflects a true part of our life. Amen, somebody. And, and this experience, amen, that, that we rarely talk about on Sunday morning. We rarely talk about it on Sunday morning. Everybody come in gripping and grinning for the most part, except those that come in looking mad. Or depressed or down. Everybody come, but you really rarely talk about the struggle. Ooh, this is good. Because sometimes when you talk about the struggle, brother, sometimes you feel like it makes you look like less of a man. And sisters, if you talk about the struggle, it seems like it would make you seem and feel like less of a woman. Because you brother so-and-so, you sister so-and-so, you're supposed to come in strong. So to come in swole all up in the Holy Spirit. Amen, somebody. Look at your neighbor and tell them, say, the struggle's real. Tell them, it's, tell them it's real. Tell, tell them, I'm, I confess right now, the struggle's real. And so let's look at what the text is really saying. And I want to sum it up real quick. I mean, there's a whole teaching that goes along. I don't have time to do that right now, but I'm going to sum it up and package it for you real good. Amen. So you can use it to win with. Amen, somebody. And, and so we, we see that the problem here is not just to sum it up. The problem here is not just sin that we're fighting on the outside, but it's sin that we're fighting on the inside. That we're trying to keep from manifesting itself because of this carnal flesh. It's not only temptation on the outside, it's temptation on the inside that you're struggling with. It's not only warfare out there, but it's warfare in here. Oh, come on, somebody. And, and, and so we see that because we're, we're wrestling. We're wrestling. And in other words, it's, when, when you wrestle, that means the battle's close. It's close in. Because when you're wrestling somebody, it means you can actually put your hand on it. It's not like we're throwing spears. It's right up on you. Paul said, this thing is right up on me, and I'm wrestling, and I'm worn with it. 
Anybody been wrestling in here? Amen. Come on, just tell the truth where you are. Just, just tell the truth. And, and he said, a, a struggle, a war, it's a conflict that goes on. Sometimes, sometimes 24-7 is going on. There, there's some things sometimes that you go through that it's hard to get out of your mind. It's hard to get out of your system. You wake up with it. Amen. It's still on your mind. You go to bed with it and you're wrestling. You're trying to smile. But there's a fight. There's a war. And every now and then a tear will run down and you'll catch it with your finger. Amen. But there's a fight. There's a war. There's a struggle going on on the inside. Oh, look at your neighbor and say, oh, yeah, you came the right Sunday. He, he knew, amen. He wanted to help you out, amen. There's a war going on the inside, and it's real. Somebody struggled. The day said, I'm going to come one more Sunday. Amen. You had to fight. You had to struggle. But if you put one foot, come on, somebody. Whoa. My God, my God. Just high-five somebody and, and tell them, say, let, let me clear it up right now. Let me clear it up, baby. We all struggle. Oh, come on, tap out somebody else and let me clear it up right now. We all struggle. Let me clear that up right now. I know there's somebody behind you, your neighbor behind you, looking bad like they didn't beat down everybody. Amen, baby. But, oh, my. But the fact of the matter of the thing is, we all struggle. Some of us struggle on Wednesday to get here. Some of us struggle on Sunday to get here. Some of us struggle to get to the special service that we have. Some of us struggle to pray. Some of us struggle to fast. Some of us struggle. But God, somebody, whoop, somebody shout glory. Whoop. Some of us struggle to say amen right now because we don't want to know that word is all around your head. Amen. Around your ankle. Around your foot. Amen. But somebody just shout glory. Because the Bible says, let, 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 let me clear this up for you. It said we wrestle not against flesh and blood. But you got to understand, the translation is, is that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. That means we wrestle not only against the flesh. So in other words, we got a spiritual battle. At the same time, you're trying to whip, the, whip that, that demon in the name of Jesus. you battling with your flesh. You're trying to anoint the house but then with, did, and, 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 and the name of Jesus, but then you're battling with flesh because flesh don't even want to go to church. Oh, come on, can I be real up off in here? Amen. Flesh don't even want to go to church, and, you, and you're trying to cast the demon out of the house in the name of Jesus. But now you got to battle your flesh. Then Bobo called that, that boyfriend that you knew wasn't no good, didn't want to serve the Lord. He said, what you doing? Now your flesh battling that because it's been a while. Excuse me. Somebody, I just need three people to shout glory right there up off in this mug. There's a struggle within. Then even, even, even my elders, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and help them out right now. Sometimes folk, they're trying to get folk to do right and everything. And, and, and then and, and somebody says, oh, I ain't doing that. And all of a sudden, now they got to keep from cussing. There's a struggle on the inside. <laughs> and they're afraid the way to get out of it. And they say, I remember a time I would have. That's the way you have to get wiggled out of it because they say, I remember the day. Somebody need to praise me here right now. <laughs> bro, why don't you remember the time, Brother Orrin, don't you remember the time when you tell us, I remember the time, and then you have to throw it in there before I got saved, and you said that to me. What you telling them is, there's a struggle going on right now for me not to take. Can I get three amens right there, see? Good God of mine. Can we be real this Sunday? Amen, somebody. Because there's a war going on on the inside. There's a battle. Amen, Amen, somebody. Some of y'all want to go to wherever this morning. But thank God for the Spirit. 
The Holy Spirit said, now you know, flesh, now you know you need to, you, you know where you need to be. Because you were struggling. Some of y'all, when you turn over in that bed, and it seemed like the bed feel the best on Sunday morning. It seemed like it just be patting you on the back and stuff. You turn over, it be, it be rubbing you. <laughs> and it, and, 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 and look like, look like, feel like your mattress turned into a pasta. What's that pasta ceiling? Whatever that thing is. And it, 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 it move over for you, you know, and just pat you. <laughs> you be like, Lord, this thing feel good. Then the Holy Spirit said, now you know you need to get up. You know you need to go to church. Amen, somebody. And then when you do get out of the bed, Deacon Martin, it looked like when you look back at your bed, talking about, come in, you know you want. Amen, somebody. I ain't talked to none of y'all now. <laughs> My God. Amen. Somebody tell them it's a struggle. Tell somebody say it's a struggle. And, and so, so we, we wrestle, uh, uh, you know, against spiritual and we wrestle against the flesh thing. That's what Paul is saying. He said, man, he said, this, he said, you, this thing gets rough every now and then. He said, it's an inward struggle. Galatians talks about the works of the flesh. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, adultery, witchcraft, hatred, variance, immolation, wrath, strife, seditions, heresy, envies, murder, drunkenness, rebellion, revelings, and such, he says, alike. He said, in other words, this is not all of them. These are just headings, amen, and they got a list of things underneath them. Struggling on the inside. Struggling on the inside that don't want to don't want to do nothing. What you want to be, your body feel like being lazy. You're struggling. So you know you need to get up. Struggling with different kind of things. Just, just, just fighting with it. Flesh wants to lay around, but you're struggling. Struggling to get to church, to fight, to just get out there. You're struggling because the flesh says, don't you do this. Don't, why don't you just take a day? During the week, we, we get up and go to work like it ain't nothing. Just gone. You know, out there standing in the slug line. But if it were church, I ain't standing in no line to get in. I'm not doing that. The struggle. The struggle. Amen, somebody. It's real. My God, my God. Backbite. Gossip. Sometimes when you hear something juicy, it's a struggle within not to tell it. You're on the phone. Girl, did you hear about it? Then the Holy Ghost said, hey, now you know better. David said, what, what? Come on and tell me. No, nah, no, nah, that's all right. Struggling not to gossip. Struggling not to backbite. Homosexual. Let me tell you, every homosexual, every lesbian, before they succumbed to it, amen, they struggled on the inside. It was a struggle with on the inside. They knew it was wrong. And let me tell you something. Just because they made it a law, amen, don't make it right in God's eyes. Amen, somebody. God's word is still true. It's still right. And what you got to understand, when, when, when folk give in to that lifestyle, what they're actually letting you know is they, is they quit on the bike. They quit on the fight. They quit in the struggle. They stopped. They said, I'm not, I'm not going to do it anymore. I, I quit right here. That's what it says. When they legalize drugs. I was in Colorado last week, and the pastor there, he was saying, you know, he said, it's crazy here, Bishop. That's why he said, you know, he said, they've legalized this marijuana. And he said, they got candy laced with marijuana. They got all kinds of cookies laced with marijuana. Got young folk dying. But how many of y'all know it still does not make it right God's word is still right. Amen, somebody. That's why when we go, amen, when we go to Romans chapter 6, it says, shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? What does it say? God forbid. So then it goes into chapter 7. It goes into chapter 7 then, and then it, then it tells about the struggle. 
Y'all see how God lined it up? It, it, uh, it, God said, I know you're struggling, but still, that, that don't mean that you just quit and go back into the sin and talk about grace. God, it, that God forbid. Oh, my God. Because the thing about it is, you know, when, when we got that battle going on the inside, the, 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 the scripture tells us amen, that not only even when you when, when you fornicate, when you do th- or when you commit adultery, when you do those things, anything that's not God's design of marriage with another person, it, 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 it falls in the, in the line of fornication. Amen. You got to understand when you do that. The Bible says that you not only sin. But you sin against not only God, but you also sinning against your body. I talk about it in, in my book, The Christian Marriage. Why didn't you tell me the truth? It, we, we talk about that. We, we talk about those things that go on when, when those chemicals are released in your body because the, 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 those romantic chemicals, it, it's called the chemistry of romance. Those chemicals that are released in your body and those chemicals that are released, they're just doing what the body does when these things happen. But if it's happening outside of the marriage, then it's wrong. That's why you sin against your body, because you have your body reacting against something that is supposed to be for only the sanctity of marriage. Oh, somebody shout glory up in this house. Oh, my God. And so you, you have all this happening and going on. That's why in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 18, it says flee fornication. Because it said with this sin, you sin against your body. And all these chemicals begin to be released. Oxytocin. And when you see that release, vasopressin is released. All these chemicals, dopamine is released. All this is going on at the same time. Serotonin is released in your body. These are things that are, for, are, to, are designed to be released. Chemicals that are designed to be released in your body in line with the word of God. And when they're not released within that particular boundary is sin. Amen, somebody. So you got to understand, you got all this struggle going on the inside. And then when the enemy gets you in a certain place, not only do you have the struggle going on, now you got chemicals in your body acting up because you with somebody that you shouldn't be with and those chemicals are acting up in your body. Now it's a whole new fleshly struggle that you're dealing with. Don't say amen in the house somebody. So you got all this struggle going on inside. And Paul said, I struggle you know, with drugs and alcohol. Some of y'all, amen, you struggle that. Some of y'all, when you, when you see somebody drinking a beer, you know, you struggle not to get one because you know what God delivered you from. You struggle not to get drunk. You struggle. Now, some of y'all drive by the ABC store and just, you have to struggle to keep going and get by because the enemy in your mind begin to bring back things and there's a struggle to come and say, you remember when you wore that was good when you were drinking. You remember the feeling that you got. Oh, my God. Oh, come on, somebody. Some of y'all, you, you, you save and everything, but sometimes people do you wrong and it's just a struggle within not to retaliate. Oh, the struggle not to retaliate. You're trying, you're trying to stay safe, and you, uh, you, you, you know they did you wrong, and you struggle not to retaliate. You know, God, you live within me, and, and it's, it's a struggle because you say, I know if I do this, folk going to look at me, and they say, I thought you was a deacon. You know if you do that, folk going to look at you, and they're going to think that things are going on. Amen. They're going to say, you, oh, you said you were saved. How could you? And it's a struggle you fight, and you know you shouldn't do it. Paul said, the things that I would do, I do not. And see, sometimes we, we get out there and, and, and we do the right thing the wrong way. Because we know we could have been nicer than that. So we, we, we said it, but, you know, instead of, uh, uh, excuse me, you on my foot. Didn't you see my foot now? You're standing all over. Get up. Get. The right thing. the wrong way because the struggle on it we know how we should have said it but we did the right how many of y'all ever did the right thing the wrong way if that's you just give God a praise right now call uh, he, he, we, we, he just gonna help you today 
Oh, my God. The right thing, the wrong way. And Paul, in his desperation, when we look in verse 24, he said, oh, wretch man that I am. In other words, wretch means unhappy. He said, I'm unhappy that I got to deal with this flesh. Oh, wretch man that I am. Because he knew that his sin, this sin that causes the body to die. Amen, somebody. Is sin that all the way from the beginning. That is the reason the body grows old. That's the reason the body decays. That's the reason the body dies because of the sin that happened in the beginning. So we struggle. We struggle. And so there's three struggles of the believer. Now these are not my three points, but I just want to show you there's three struggles that Paul said, you know, I'm going to fess up. And so we see in verse 15 and 17, he says, I struggle to live up to what I know I ought to be. How many of y'all struggle to live up to what you know you ought to be? And it hurts you. And it's discouraging when you do something. You say, oh, man, I shouldn't have I, I crossed the line. He said, I struggle with that. He said, I'm trying to do the right thing, but he says, I don't know why I did it. You know, sometimes people ask you, they say, why'd you do this? I don't know why I did that. Well, why'd you go there? I don't know why. How, why'd you make that kind of deal? I, I don't know. I, I, I struggle because I know I should not have done it. He said, but I did it. And I'm upset with myself. Because I want to live right. Anybody ever been there in here? You got upset with yourself. A big, something you did because you want to live right. Oh, my God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And some of y'all, uh, you, you, first of all, you got to forgive yourself. Last Sunday, you know, in, 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 in Colorado, God, the sermon God gave me was the danger of reaching back. Because sometimes you got to forgive yourself. You go so far into something that you did, you'll stop right there because that thing that you did in your past will come back to haunt you. Say, oh, you remember what happened the last time. Don't you even try to go in go no further. And then you back back up because of what happened in the past. You keep reaching back. And every time you get to that point, let me tell you something. As a Christian, there's always going to come a day in your life that you got, to, you got to face your past. You got to face what people said about you. You got to face what people know that you did in your past. You got to face that thing. Even that thing when you were trying to do right and ended up doing the wrong thing that's because of that struggle on the inside. You got to face it. But let me tell you what. You can succeed and win. Amen, somebody. You got to understand that. So he said, you know, I, I, I want to do right. But when I get ready to do it, it seems like I, I, I just mess up. And, 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 and I'm, I'm tired of this. You know, there, there, there's a, a, a writer, that Wim, Wim Barkley, that wrote commentary. And he called this commentary on this passage. He said, this is the human situation. How many of y'all dealing with the human situation? I mean, you go so far, but then you got a human situation you got to deal with. You want to live. You want to be spiritual. You want to walk in the spirit. But there's a human situation that keeps popping up that you got to fight through. Oh, will anybody be real about it in here? Oh, my God. And then the next thing he said, he said, I struggle to come to grips with repeated personal inner conflict. He said, I, I, I come to grips with it. And he said, repeat it. I'm repeatedly going up against something and trying and having to make a decision to cross over that line. In other words, Numbers, 20, Numbers 32 and 23 says it like this. It, it says, be sure your sin will find you out. Don't ever think that you're doing something that's going to ever come to light. Sometimes it might not even come to light down here, but when you stand before God, God says, I know what you did. Depart from me. Oh, my God. Woo. Let me move on a little bit. Anybody getting anything out of this today? Uh, Jeremiah 17 and 9, if I, if I were just to read a little, read a few scriptures, it said, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. It says, who can know it? That's why I never tell somebody to follow their heart. You tell them to walk and follow the spirit. 
Oh, come on, somebody now. Proverbs 28 and 13, it says, he who covers his sin will not prosper. But he who confesses and forsakes it will find mercy. Ooh, this is powerful. 1 John 1 and 7 says, the blood of Jesus Christ, God's son, cleanses us from every sin. Then it says, then 1 John 1 and 9 says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, the third thing uh, Paul said, he said, I'm dealing with, he said, the struggle to admit the true nature of the war within. He said, I'm Paul. I'm supposed to be an awesome man of God. He said, but I struggle having to really admit to y'all what's really going on on the inside. Oh, it's quiet in here. Ooh. And so he says, so I find this law working in me. But I want to do good. He says, evil is there. Oh, my God. But then he, as he moves forward, verse 24, part A, he gives us three things on through verse 25 that will help us be victorious. How many of y'all want to be victorious in here? I know you're going through a struggle, but if you really want to be victorious right now, put your hands together right now. Amen. Oh, my God. Because everybody in here, from the pulpit to the door, has a struggle. Oh, my God, my God. But let me tell you something. If you can whip it in here, you can whip it out there. Let me say that again. If you can whip it in here, you can whip it out there. Oh, my God. And so the first thing that I want you to understand, and this might, and, and this might be tough for some of y'all, but the first point I want to give you, the first thing that's going to help you be victorious is being transparent. Being, and being transparent with the right people. Some people, you know you can't tell them, but there's certain people, when you are transparent with them, they're going to pray with you. They're gonna, and they're going to look at you and say, you know, I've got to struggle too. Because God said in his word, he says, look, he said, I tempt no man. He said, but every man is tempted with his own lust. He said, in other words, everybody got something that they're dealing with. That's why when, when he had the 12 there and Jesus looked around and he said, he said, one of y'all, all, they were sitting at the table. He said, one of y'all is a devil. And all, all of them looked at him and said, Lord, is it I? Because all of them were struggling with something. They were winning, but they were struggling. Except for one, Judas. He was struggling, but he wasn't winning. Amen, somebody. Oh, this is good. This is good. This is good. And, and so you got to understand that there's some transparency. When, when I mean transparency, I want, to, I want to move it a little further. I mean being honest. You got to be honest about it. There is a struggle. There is a struggle. Being honest about it. What's going on? That there is a struggle on the inside. That's why he begins to say he's transparent. He said, oh, wretched man that I am. He said, I'm being transparent. I'm letting you know. Now, understand, this is a Christian talking. A mature Christian. He said, I'm struggling. But then he moves on because he's left chapter. And, and the battle comes from in chapter 6 where God lets us know. He said, shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? He said, no. So Paul said, I'm struggling because I'm battling with some sin. I don't want to live in this, but I'm struggling because I've seen what he said in chapter 6. Now I find myself in chapter 7. Good God of mine. Is there anybody in here that ever found yourself in chapter 7? Oh, just give God a praise. If you found yourself, good God Almighty. And he says here, he says, I'm worn within myself. He begins to talk about the intense struggle on the inside. And he says, I'm being transparent. I'm being honest with you. And he said, I'm waging war. That Greek word when he said waging war, it means simply this, that they're lining up. The troops are lining up 
out on a military campaign against me. And I'm waging war against me. Oh, come on, somebody. Somebody know what I'm talking about. So the next thing that you got to have, he let us know in, in 24B, he said, you got to be humble. To fight this battle, you got to be humble. Oh, my God. What, where was his humility? Because he asked the question, he said, who will rescue me from this body of death? He was honest. He said, I can't save myself. I need a higher power. I'm humbling myself to God, letting him know, God, I cannot do this. Good God Almighty. And it takes us to number six. This is what I love about it. Number three is simply this. Complete dependence on the Lord Jesus Christ. Because one line that he said takes us into chapter 8. He said, thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. He said, who is going to deliver me from this? He lets us know Jesus Christ is going to deliver me from this death of this body. Is anybody glad about that right there? That one line right there he uses all of, oh my God, it sums up all of chapter 8 when he said, oh my God, Jesus is going to bring me out of this. My Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is going to pull me out. I was down. I'm struggling, but God. I'm struggling, but I'm going to make it because of God. Asa said in Psalm 73, I almost gave up until I came into the house and I, oh my God, I heard the word of God. But God, when the enemy comes against me like a flood, then the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against my enemy. But God. And see, I had to come out of six, and I had to go through a chapter seven to give God praise, to be able to praise him in a chapter eight. Somebody shout glory! Because one thing I love about it, when you look in the scripture, amen, when you look in, in, in Genesis, there's a time where we see Jacob, and Jacob is laying there. I believe, it's, I believe it's Genesis 43. I'm a, but he, he, he's laying there in the bed. And, and you know, God has changed his name. He says, your name is no longer Jacob. I know there's a struggle on the inside, but your name is no longer Jacob. You're no longer a trickster. I don't call you a trickster no more. I don't call you a supplanter no more. Your name is Israel because God has made you a prince who have prevailed. And Jacob is laying in the bed. And, and some folk came in the room, Elder. And, and when they came in the room, when his son, whoo, thank you, Holy Ghost. Joseph came walking in the room. Jacob is laying there. And he said he walked up on Jacob. And, and the same man now, he said, but Israel lifted himself, lifted himself up in the bed and began to talk to him. Every now and then, Jacob want to lay down, but the Israel in me will stand up and say, good God about it. Woo! My God, my God. Every now and then, Jacob want to act up. But that Israel say, you's a prince, boy. You got it going on, boy. Don't let the enemy have his way, boy. Somebody shout glory up in here. Woo! High five, somebody say, that's Israel. That's Israel right there. That's Israel. Good God of mine. Woo! Every now and then, Junior want to act up. But Israel said Israel sat up in the bed. Good God Almighty. See, what was God telling us right there? Because it said that Jacob was at the point of death. But the spirit man on the inside was well alive. Good God Almighty. And the spirit man sat him up in the bed. And he began to talk and give the last words that God wanted to give. Amen. Before the end of the life. Because you got to, I know you still struggle with who you used to be. Amen. But the spirit of God is on the inside. Amen. And just let the spirit of God raise up. Somebody shout glory up in this house right now. 
Woo! My God, my God. Oh, he's good. Let, let, let me tell you something. Because when we begin to move forward, amen, and, and when we step in the chapter 8, oh, my God, I can get happy. Somebody get ready to get happy. Because when you get to chapter 8, verse 1, it says this. Oh, my God. It says, there is now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. And I can get happy right there. But then I can stay in my chapter 8 and go to verse 11. And it says, but if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal body by, by his spirit that dwelleth in you. I start getting happy a little bit right there. But then I move on down. And I go to Romans chapter 8 verse 14. Woo! And it says, for as many as are led by the spirit of God... They are the sons of God. Any sons up off in here right now. Woo, my God. And then if I keep on reading, I mess around and fall over there in the chapter 8, verse 16 through 17. It says, and this is one of yours right here. It says, the Spirit itself bear witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And the children, children in his heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. And then if I move a little bit further, well, it says, for I reckon that the suffering of this present time, somebody need to get ready to get a happy right there. Woo! It's not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us for the earnest expectation of the creature waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. Somebody shall glory in him. Give him praise. High five, somebody tell them I'm on the way to my chapter 8. I'm on the way to my chapter 8 right now. If I can just get through this old hate for chapter 7, I'll be in chapter 8. Somebody shout glory! Good. See, that's why he said he's the Alpha and the Omega. He's the beginning and the end. But you got to work the middle. If I can just get past this hate for chapter 7 and get to chapter 8, whoo! Somebody shout glory! Woo! Woo! And see, it, it, it's not over yet. Because when I read Romans 8 and 28, I know you may have gone through some stuff. It said, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. And all, I want those that go hang on to shout glory right now. Because 8 and 31 says, what shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, somebody shall who can be against us. And I, I, I'm still in chapter 8. Look at your neighbor again and say, if you can just get to chapter 8. If you can just get to your chapter 8. Woo! See, Deke, Deke Harvey, I can tell when I first started that some folks want to stay in chapter 7. They thought I was getting ready to give them an out. And folks were going to start laying out on the floor. Oh, thank you, Bishop, because I've been wanting to give up. Woo! But what you got to, if you can just reach out of your chapter 7 and grab hold of that, just that first verse in chapter 8, where it says, There is no more condemned. <laughs> Woo! Good God of mine. Ain't no quit in me. I just got to get to chapter 8. Well, what you talking about, Bishop? I I'm talking about chapter 8, verse 37 through 39. It says, nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loves us. That doesn't mean that we, ju we just going to win and just buy a three-point. That means we going to beat the enemy down. That means we, we going to win by a long shot. When we not only did we conquer the enemy, we are more than conquered. That thing that was bothering you in chapter 7, you getting ready to come out victorious. Somebody shout low. And it says this. It says, for I am persuaded that neither death, 
no life, no angels, no principalities, no power. You say, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but principalities and power. He said, none of them, neither your flesh, nor the powers of Satan. Oh, good God Almighty. Neither your flesh, nor the powers of Satan. It said, no life, no angels, no principalities, no powers, no things present, no things to come, no height, no death, no any of the creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And I give him praise in the house. Woo! Woo! God simply sent me here to tell you today that he knows that there's a struggle within but he sent me here to tell you that you're getting ready to leave out of chapter 7. And you're getting ready to step in to chapter 8. Good God Almighty. It don't mean that you won't know that that little thing is still there. But it does mean that you're going to be more than conquered through Christ Jesus. See, let, let me tell you something. Let me... God knows all of us struggle. He knows the struggle. When we come to service, when we come to Wednesday night, we come to Sunday, we come to other, he knows the struggle trying to get here. Fighting through traffic. Going through things at work. They got to deal with family issues. Sometimes personal issues. Before this sermon, I could have probably went right down the road and everybody in here has got a struggle, something that you're dealing with right now. But the Father wants you to know, I understand, I know. Understand, I walked this earth. Understand, I was the one that was beat down with stripes. For you. I've already defeated the enemy. So that's why you got to understand that Satan is not God's adversary. He's yours. God has already won the battle. Jesus already defeated him. That's why he went and sat down beside the Father. Sent the Holy Spirit. He said, because you're going to need it. He said, because now... Satan's job is to stop you from making heaven your home. But he said, I've given you what you need. I know there's a struggle. There's a struggle with your flesh. Then there's a struggle with spiritual things. I know that. He said, just keep on. He said, don't stop. Just keep on walking. Keep walking in the spirit. And after a while, you're going to step out of chapter 7 into chapter 8. And you're going to be much stronger. God just sent me here to tell you, you're getting ready to step out of your chapter 7. Into chapter 8. Stay faithful to the call. Some people that you see, and I'm not going to bite my tongue with this. Some people that you, so you see and some that you don't see, some that they're not here because they really got things they had, they couldn't make it today. God knows all that. He knows, he knows what's on the inside. He knows what our thoughts are. But there's some that you don't see because they stopped in chapter 7. They stopped. They quit in the middle of the struggle. Why do you think the enemy is attacking you so hard? Many times the enemy is attacking you so hard because you're in, you're in verse 24 of chapter 7. If you can just get to 25 and he said, Gee, God is getting ready to bring you out of this. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And just get that one line in you to, to push you to reach to that chapter 8. So if you can just get right there, you're going to be all right. Paul got through that chapter 7 and he, and, 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 and he, he, he ran like never before after this. 
He ran all the way. He thinks he ran all the way to where he got to a place where he said, I finished my course. <laughs> Woo! He said, I finished my course. He said, I kept the faith. <laughs> Woo! Elder Ken, I won't finish, man. <laughs> I won't finish. Is it a struggle? Every time I see someone that was once walking with God and they fall out for the grace of God and go out and back out, does it hurt? Does it cause me to struggle? Yes. That's why I understand Paul. When somebody falls out for the grace of God and they stop worshiping and they just fell to the wayside and and I look and I don't see him and I know. It hurts sometimes. I just want to bust out crying because I know that there's a hell out there and there's a devil out there saying, come right on, come out, I got something for you. And his mission is to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus came and he said, I came that you might have life. And have it, not only just have life, but have it more abundantly, that to enjoy Christ. Enjoy living. This life. And that's where God wants us to move to chapter 8 where we enjoy Jesus again. Where we enjoy worship again. We come in, we come in smiling and say, I can't wait to see what's go, what God's going to do today. Instead of coming in looking like, oh, uh, I'm here. It's to enter his courts. What? His gates. Thanksgiving in his courts with praise. Now we come in with a struggle all over our face. Like nobody better not say nothing to me. I'm here. But we're supposed to come in and say, Lord, I thank you. It's so good to be here. I could have died on the way here. You gave me the job that I'm going to get, get up to go to. Oh, come on. The car that I'm driving, you, you gave me. If I wasn't in, in my right mind, I couldn't even drive the car. We come in mad. Okay, I'm going to come in and see what you got today. It's good to see all of you all, but y'all come in second. I come to see God. I came to work. Anybody else can see? I should. I should be second on your list because I came to see God. I came to. As soon as I get here, Lord, look up, Lord. I thank you. There's so many things in life that we fail to realize. That the world failed to realize. All the healing and the things that even God allowed us to 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 experience today came from God. You know, the, even even right now, the, the symbol, how many of y'all y'all know? Some of y'all may know the symbol that the doctors use, the symbol, the, the symbol of the snake on the pole that the doctors use. You know, y'all know where that came from? That came from where where Jesus had where, where, where our God, amen. And I say Jesus a lot of time because I mean he's in me, amen. My God. But back in the Old Testament, when when God had released the serpents on the children of Israel because they were complaining. They were complaining. So then he turned and had mercy on them. And, and, they, and they took the same serpent that, that, that was biting. And they said, make a symbol. And they made a symbol of the snake. And they held it up. And they said, now, when you look up at that symbol on that pole of those snakes, it said, it, because that, that was represent, a representation of what God had done, what he had He said, when you look up at that symbol, he said, all of you all that's been bitten will be healed. And not only that, those of you, amen, that haven't even been, when you look up, it will protect you. And doctors today use that same symbol. But all of a sudden now, you know, there's something wrong with God. That's the same symbol that the doctors use today. I don't have time to teach it right now, but one Wednesday night I am. The same God. 
his healing and deliverance. He said, if you look up on that pole, on that symbol. But now our healing was they put Jesus on the cross, on the pole. Hung him up. Now they say, okay, now you look up to Jesus. That's our healer. That's the one going to deliver us. That's the one setting us free. Oh, come on, somebody in here. He said, if I be lifted up, draw. That's why we're here. Don't let nothing separate you. God is a loving God. He knows your struggle sometimes. But don't quit. If it don't go your way, don't quit. Everything don't go my way, but I'm not going to quit. My desire right now is that every member right now would be here every Sunday, but that don't happen. My desire right now that every that everybody on the street in this city hear this word right now. But I know God's going to continue to send souls in here to receive. Somebody give God a hand praise right there. You don't have to let the enemy win. Now we be, we've been teaching on the Holy Spirit. Everyone standing all over this all over this place.